Josh, is it is it recording? Well, you could have you could have said it was recording. Hiya, it's Sally here. <laughs> Just a quick one, just a quick one. You can now rate Say Your Mind podcasts on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. So if you can, do make sure that you do both. I know that some of you are just a little bit lazy. I can't say that. But why? Why why is it right? Anyway, now for the urban intro music. It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind It might sound quite peculiar how I became a leader when I really have no shame. What more could you want from me when I have bare baby mummies? I really have no shame. I told the nation no parties while I shared glasses of hardies with those who also have no shame. We partied in my garden when caught I said, beg your pardon, oh, I really have no shame. The night for Phil got buried in my basement, friends got married, we've no lips or any shame. Bottles of wine filled in a suitcase during the nation's COVID goose chase. I combed my hair with all my shame. <laughs> wow, Kalechi, if only Sondheim could see. Wow, wow, come through, come through, baby girl, really. Well, it wasn't... Sondheim wasn't involved in was it Ira Gershwin let me not let me not talk let me not bait myself up because um I really need to know who the songwriters are or were for um The Wizard of Oz because I'm just gonna make some things up and just give people credit that don't um that aren't meant to have it it says here the songs were composed by Harold Arlen and Yip Harburg yeah well, you know, Over the Rainbow was a bop. Oh, every time I re- like, I always ask for that. I I don't know why I said Ira Gershwin. Let me go and like disgrace myself and see who I was really just quoting um, or who I was really just mentioning out of nowhere. Yeah, so, so I wasn't bad. I wasn't by, bad. Look at that because Ira Gershwin was an American lyricist who collaborated with his younger bro- brother, George Gershwin, um, to create some of the most memorable songs in English language. See, so I knew some things. I wasn't just like pulling it out of my ass crack. Like, you know, a baby girl be knowing, you know, when it comes a little bit to, um, you know, to musical theatre. Anyway, that was from The Wizard of Oz. Um you know, when they sing about having a heart and having some courage and having a brain and all of that stuff, all of the things that they mentioned that they would like to have. um, I feel bad for them because all the things that they mentioned that they would really have to have, they don't really need to worry because they were only missing one of those things where Boris Johnson is missing all of those things, a brain, a heart, you know, all of them. He's just, he's just a a mess. But um, anyway, it's just me. Kalechi in a blood clot place to be. Woy oi.
Oi, oi. Um, we're back for another week of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mum. I know some people are like, can I say this out loud? Don't say the unofficial name out loud. You wait for people to get to the podcast and they discover it themselves. You just say, say your mind or SYM and you leave for them to find out the rest of their own accord. And by the time they're here, it's too late. They become, you know, enamored by, you know, my charm, my very Libra sun charm, my charisma, and also my very scorpionic, um, dark humor. We love to see it. But yeah, there's so much to get in to this week. Lots of mad, mad, mad things have been happening. I can't even call this episode Crazy Things Are Happening because I've already used that um, title already. But um, crazy things are definitely happening. But we'll we'll come up with another term as the show progresses. You can only realise what the title of the uh, podcast or that episode is going to be as you as you record. Sometimes you think you know, but then you don't know because some things just come to you. The title of the podcast or the episode reveals itself to you as you go along. One of the things that I can't seem to get out of my head that I find so hilarious is somebody said, what do you call a herd of men, a podcast? And I screamed because honestly, I'm scared when I see, when I see a group of men with a microphone now, I'm worried because only fuckery will ensue. Um... But yeah, I just, I found that funny. And um, yeah, if I sound a teeny bit tired, I truly am. Because at the last minute last week, I was asked to um, step in and learn two monologues for the Young Vic. You know, the taking part, the Young Vic taking part that I have done for the past few years. Um, Usually, you know, I'm asked over the just before the Christmas period so I have that length of time to kind of familiarize myself with the script and then go from there whereas I was just asked literally a day before we were meant to start the week of preparing uh, the monologues with um, the directors that we've been um, assigned and um, yeah learning lines stresses me out it really stresses me out I love to do it I love what I end up with and I always end up knowing the lines but the process of learning it I just think is the absolute ghetto like just the ghetto um but yeah I always get there I always get there in the end and I was really really proud of my performances um at the end of it all but yeah I was asked at the very last minute whether I could jump in because one of the actresses threw her back out I think um and so I was asked and initially I was just like why you didn't ask me initially though but they were like yeah because you weren't the age range you know the person that's meant to play it is much older than you um but then when they couldn't do it anymore we asked if you know you'd be available and you could do it um and it just worked out I, like one day I'll go into the story of one of the scripts and how serendipitous it was that I actually ended up doing that particular script and yeah life just has a weird way of bringing people to things and obviously I hope that the actress that was going to initially read those two part um two monologues those two different monologues by different writers i hope you get well soon because it's an absolute bitch to be preparing for something and then at the last minute you can't do it anymore um but yeah i got there i got there in the end um and very very proud of my performances and it just makes me think more about the fact that like <sighs> astrologically it talks about like sometimes you're within my chart you're going to have to sacrifice something that you've always wanted to do to do something that is more um 
aligned with the overall greater good and it's it's annoying because you like you're like I have these talents right and I know that I'm good at many many things that's not even me like tooting my own horn um just genuinely I know that I'm good at a number of things but there is nothing quite like the joy and the peace I feel when I act like I love being on stage I love performing and yeah the way that I when I check in with my body afterwards the way that I feel after that it's just like that feels like when I'm most aligned to my purpose and literally nothing else makes me feel that way there's nothing else I'm as confident in that you know what if someone woke me up at 2 a.m and said tell me what makes you a bad b i'd be like my acting skills like there's nothing i'm more confident in and that's why sometimes it's frustrating because you're just like as talented as i know that i am as like knowledgeable and um, really into my craft technically as i know that i am the opportunities just aren't opportunitying but i know that everything happens when it's meant to happen because i think about the fact that had i gotten a lot of the roles that i've been put up for over the years i literally would not be in a position to be able to talk about the things publicly that i talk about um i wouldn't have, probably wouldn't have met the people that i've met along the way to do the things that i do so it's kind of like taking my ego out of it because ego is what um, is the is the part of us that is concerned with time because of the fear of death ultimately right um but your immortal self understands that time works in this i was talking about this on the patreon pick a par reading that i did um the other day that time in and of itself is this weird thing that can kind of contracts and expands and it's truly a magnificent right and your immortal part is aware of that but your egoic traits are like oh well why hasn't it happened yet why hasn't it happened yet almost as if you feel like you're running out of time but just understanding that things will happen should they happen when they happen you know let things be but I say all of that to say, um, absolutely fucking killed it. Um, but I was only able to do that because of the brilliant writing. Like it's, it's weird because I meet a lot of these writers at the beginning of their year of, um, working with the young Vic, um, because I would do the social media and branding workshops or um, social media branding masterclass with them that I um, facilitate. And so I meet them in that capacity as these writers trying to figure out how they present themselves online. And I'm talking them through things based on my experience. Um, And then I meet them near the end of the year where they've written these pieces that, um, you know, were asked to come in and other um, actors are asked to come in to perform. And you just see another aspect of them. And it's truly fascinating. And a lot of the writing this year was so heavy. And it's funny because you give people the brief of like, you can write about anything. And pretty much every piece was about death, was about wanting to, to, two were about like um, mothers who wanted to kind of just leave, like leave the families that they've built, leave everything and just go because they're that exhausted. It was just also like resonant, um, they were about death. They were about, um, yeah, wanting to leave. They were just about um, isolation and um, depression. There was just so much happening. And kudos to the um, other actors like who were just absolutely um, amazing. I think we had Rebecca, Bonnie, um, Ivan, uh, and my, my fr- Frankie and Tanika, um, and the directors, T.D. Moyo and um, Audrey, Audrey Sheffield. That was my director it was just a brilliant brilliant process and big up alicia and big up shireen big up everyone um lanakai everyone emily that everyone that worked on it this is turning into um uh an oscar 
uh, acceptance speech. But basically, it was just incredible. Even though it was last minute, I really thought I was going to be spending last week just, you know, chilling, going for a brunch date here and there, like, you know, very, very low key, only for me to wound, bang, 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 trying to learn lines, bang, 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 going over it over and over again, going online, learn, listening to my own voice, con- constantly trying to make sure that I've gotten the lines right. But we got there in the end. One of the ones that I really wanted to make sure that I sat in my emotions four I was absolutely balling by the end of it but if I can I'll post a clip of that on insta stories um but yeah overall brilliant experience and that's what I was doing and now I'm back so I told you that long-winded story to basically say that is why I sound maybe tired because it has been an exhausting week um I think the stress of will I won't I get the lines down will I like all of that really gets me because literally the moment we finish the moment we do the curtain call like you know do the bows and stuff I'm just like whoo I need my bed um and then I taught a a teacher's workshop at the studio on Saturday taking the um you know the collection of cough pole dance teachers through new techniques new moves or working on moves that they already know and fine-tuning them and talking about teaching practices and things about like how one goes about teaching specific moves um and it's always great to be able to do that so I'm glad that in that sense I'm really kind of like in my bag and I was thinking about it the other day like a whole me a whole me Kelechi Uluwa for a whole me has been running my own like dance studio for going on six years jesus wow it's just a lot it's just a lot um and i'm ever thankful very very grateful to spirit and just all the opportunities that's come my way to just allow me to keep going and going and going until you know we've gone um yeah wow just telling you all of the things what else have I been doing I just try and use this as our catch-up session you know I'm like hey boo I haven't seen you baby boy baby girl baby non-binary haven't spoken to you all week let me let you know the things um but yeah I've just those of you following me on insta stories will see that I've been moving mad there as well and really giving it giving it to some of the people that we'll be talking about today um I watched, you know, I've been watching and just like that, the the follow on from Sex in the City. I've been watching that and I just found the most recent episode really funny because that is exactly how publishers behave. They're like, wow, you really wrote about your own experience. Mm, I just loved it. Couldn't put it down. But you know what I'd really love if we could just give the audience something just a little, just a little thing extra. Um, that's completely that goes against everything that you've just written here that I loved that I said I loved just something extra that would be wonderful (laughs) I was cackling obviously not every publisher is like that but I just found it funny because it was just like right on right on the money that is exactly what you see and um if you haven't watched it I don't want to necessarily give you spoilers but you've had a few days now but that scene with Miranda and Steve in the kitchen was the most awkward I've the second-hand embarrassment that I felt from watching that was actually wild but more so because no I've got to actually talk about it I'm sorry if you haven't watched it you could skip ahead like by three minutes yeah so um we know that Miranda was you know getting felt up and doing all of her things with um Shay Che Che um Carrie's boss 
when Carrie was <laughs> Carrie was on the bed needing to go to the loo, she was just left there anyhow while they were making lovings in the kitchen. And she wanted to, you know, recreate that and so she could experience that vibe again. So um, after having dinner, I think they ordered takeout. Um, Miranda and Steve are in their kitchen and she starts like putting it on him and she's like, oh, finger me. And so he goes to and he's just like, it's not like that. Does that feel good? Does that feel good? Am I touching it? Um, (laughs) And um, it's just not working. But before he does that, he goes to wash his hands before he touches her, her, her bits, her clit. He goes to wash his hands and then he starts doing it and she's like, oh, let me turn around. Maybe that will help. And then they're trying and trying and it's just not giving. It's, oh, it's so awkward. Oh my God. And then she's just like, yeah, let's just, um, let's just allow it. Let's just, let's just not. Let me finish filling up the dishwasher. And then, so, so they stop awkwardly. And then he goes to pack the food away that's still left from the takeout that they ordered. But what I noticed was that he didn't wash his hands before doing that. And I'm sorry, that just really threw me off. Even in terms of continuity of hygiene, all of that, you've just been inserting your digits into her nunar. And then now you've got taking them out and you're you're now packing away the shrimp tempura. No, I've got, no, I'm sorry. I've got issues with that. I've got issues with that. And he's like, oh, I'll put them in the fridge. Um, These ones, I, he says something like, these ones might smell a bit. I don't know what they ordered, but I also, the joke for me was just like, yep. Yeah, no, it was just, mm-mm, mm-mm. These, this is what makes it hard for me sometimes to watch things because I clock things like that and I can't get them out of my head. And just can't get you. You knew, you knew that was coming. Um... But yeah, so that made me think of that. And I've uh, started watching Portia's Family Matters. I really should be using these this time to read books. But you know when you just feel like you're intellectually drained from all the fuckery that's happening in life? Um, and I think I, for one, have not taken the time, the, the real time by myself, literally by myself, away for a few days to really process all the things that have happened during this panda bear aka this panoramic aka this pandemic um and I feel like I need time to do that but because I haven't had much time to do that it's rather challenging for me to actually read a book I've got so many books I tell you this every week but I've got so many books that I want to get through absolutely incredible books that I know that I will enjoy but my mind is just my no never I was close I was close to not that demon um anyway so yeah I need to read more but for now I just like watching some a few like uh, some light-hearted things just to ease my mind just to ease my body um so yeah I've been watching Portia's Family Matters so Portia Williams one of the cast members of the Real Housewives of Atlanta well she's an ex-cast member now because she's announced that she's not coming back so I don't know what they're going to be doing she's not coming back Cynthia's not coming back we know Nini's gone is Kenya still there maybe it's Kenya and Candy I don't know um but pretty much yeah like the OGs are are gone um and I've been using some of like the Kenya memes or gifts or whatever not Kenya Portia Portia memes and gifts in the past few weeks and people are like oh I can't stand her anymore so it's awkward to see that and I was like what has she done be like oh watch Portia's family matters so I've watched episode one of Portia's Family Matters and it's just like 
it's so much mess. All I'm seeing is that it's so much mess. Like her being with Simon Guabadia and him saying, oh yeah, it's just normal in Nigeria for men like me to have numerous wives. I think he said that he's great. His granddad had 25 wives. When, when they buried him, was his penis still attached to his body or what? Because you've run that shit ragged, ragged. If you had 25 or 25 20 20 plus five yay how much sex can someone sex fucking hell wow damn 25 and he was like oh but my dad my dad had only two only only two nah i don't i don't know i don't know i feel like out of respect for other people's cultures i don't like to talk out my neck about certain things, but I just know that me, I don't feel like I've got the makeup to tolerate such, unless it's something that we are all doing. Oh, you're going to have two wives. That's fine. I'm going to have two booze and we're just going to keep it. But, but that's not the case. It's usually like, oh, the husband can have two wives. And then the wives are just there looking up each other's nostrils. And he's like, oh, but, um, men of my kind of generation, you know, it's not unheard of for, us to have a wife and for the wife to be okay with us having um one side bitch i think he even said one side bitch he didn't even say one side chick like he just gives me disrespectful vibes but this is the way that some of these nigerian guys really go and make a lot of money and just start disgracing us up and down atlanta all for the sake of i want an american bib i want an american bib and you'll just be disgracing yourself for american bib oh wow but you know she was asking him about his cars and he was just like yeah i've got five five cars just there's something about him that just feels so excessive um and not at all mature i mean how he went about handling the whole thing whole thing while he was still with farin and then got with portia but what i did think was interesting was portia tried to gloss over how they met and he was just like oh after i announced that farin and i were no longer together Portia started messaging me and saying, oh, she hopes that I'm okay. And how am I coping? And I said, of course, Portia. Yes. Atlanta, babe. Decatur, babe. She was just like, no, 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 no. Let me get right up in there because I saw the size of that house and I need to be involved. And it's interesting when you think about um, money, right? Because the first episode, they're looking around Buckhead for um, a new house and Buckhead is mad expensive and she lives in Duluth I used to call it Duluth when I lived in Atlanta but she lived she lived in Duluth which is outside of Atlanta um so I guess with the land there it'll be cheaper she'll have a bigger house but he wants to live in Atlanta Atlanta so yeah that's going to cost more for maybe less rooms so you're going to have basic basically what i'm saying is your money has to be long for you to move proper into atlanta um and they were looking at places but it just looks like people are telling me that she just you know she just like just goes on this downward spiral as the episodes progress but i'll keep you updated as i watch it um but yeah it is it is rather odd and it's also interesting her taste in men she went from was it cornell to or i don't remember his name she went from him to like dennis and then from dennis to simon their bellies just got bigger bigger with their money very interesting times um 
so yeah so that's that anyway i just thought i'd share what i've been watching but anyway let's get to the tarot so the tarot for this week i just sirens always out simon's looking for sean bailey's party um and investigating that but no sirens looking for boris johnson and the parties that he was involved with yeah we hear you very loud this is what you get living in south i feel like they're intentionally getting louder wow anyway it's gone now um but that's the real that's the real nature of this um so yeah the question i put to spirit this week it was very similar to what i was discussing on the pick a pile reading on patreon you can always join patreon on patreon.com forward slash collect your car for um on patreon it the title was lessons on love so the pick a pile you have to choose one pile and that would be your message and this is just the general reading focusing on that theme of lessons on love and so quite a few cards came out actually so we've got the chariot which came out um when i was doing the pick a pile reading actually we've got the chariot um which is a major arcana um we've got the fall um we've got the son of cups which is the knight of cups i imagine and then we've got the nine of pentacles and the two of cups all very interesting so the vibe that i'm getting from this generally is that is is movement right so for some people it's like you have to be especially with venus being retrograde you have to be willing to get up from the table where love when love is no longer being served sometimes you stay in things out of habit you stay in things out of like familiarity or i know this person and it's like oh well better the devil you know um no i just think that some of these turns of phrases um turn of phrases that people get comfortable over time are detrimental and they're rather patriarchal better the devil you know well i don't know um what else could be out there really so yeah it's just like making sure that you are thinking about that like is it really just better the devil you know but why why is it you that has to be okay with being with a devil why and that uh, you know that goes beyond just i guess romantic relationships we're talking about like friendships we're talking about familial relationships we're also talking about in some regards work like for some of you you love work more than you probably love the people in your life like you love work but why is it okay to be in whether it's a shitty contract whether it's just like you've been there for ages with no promotion you have to be willing to get up from the table when when love is no longer being served like how long did it take them before they promoted you to your current role how long did you have to fight to be promoted to your current role do you think that that's normal because there are other people who came after you who are in higher positions so you have to look at the fact like where i am am i truly valued for what i bring to the table and um yeah just thinking about it. no i'm not saying like you finish listening to this or you just pause this and you walk into your boss's office and land them one backhand you just land them one slap and their glasses fly off their face that's not what i'm suggesting but i am saying like you have to start thinking like what i want to be somewhere where people are happy where everybody knows your name Woo! sing it and they're always glad you came some of you are too young to even know what sitcom that is and that is very sad um but you have to be somewhere where you people are happy to see you you know unless you're a dickhead but then i don't i personally think that it's very unlikely that anybody who listens to this show is a dickhead i mean we all are dickheads in recovery but i don't think like you are a practicing dickhead do you get me that's what i mean more like a reformed more more like on that vibe um 
but yeah so you have to be willing to consider other opportunities other spaces to be in i really get because i get the chariot and i get the full card straight after it for some of you it is this idea of relocation like physical physically relocating elsewhere whether you're moving um actual jobs so you can get a higher position within um another company you have to consider that like some of you properly give your loyalty to this to these companies that if something should happen god forbid tomorrow they'll drop you like a hot potato so you have to think really strategically like who are the competitors for this current business that i'm in if i were to hypothetically move over to them would i get a better position you've got all this weird loyalty that people have to corporations like oh we're a family here you're not a family you're not you're not we are family no you're not you just pay my pay slips monthly is that right yeah you you know what i mean uh get off my back anyway but what i'm saying is that start honestly you've got to start thinking of you you've got to start what others might perceive as selfish you're thinking about as self-full like be full of yourself what is wrong being full of you being you know because most of us are depleted of ourselves to be honest you know especially when we're considering um women like you we're so depleted a lot of the time because we're told that the true value comes from giving and giving and giving and giving what what about being self-full just being nourished by you and and being fully in 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 your bag you know so yeah the chariot is there making me think about relocation it's making me think about cars it's making me think about yeah just like vehicles of fast motion and going there we see the jade scepter that she's holding this figure on the deck that i'm using i'm using the afro goddess tarot deck um she's going from a place of because we see pyramids on one side and then she's going to like building blocks um whether it's you know uh corporation like buildings or maybe it's just actual blocks you know like an inner city vibe but she's going from somewhere that was quite um isolated um dry to somewhere where there's i guess more of a vibe more activity but the same river of consciousness is what carries her there and then we get to the city because the next card like i said is the full card and we see the city behind her and she's holding one rose in her hand and she's holding one red bag in her hand as well she's got her braids up in a high bun um and she's got some nice gold earrings and again i see the jade but the jade to this time is around her head wrap so um and there's a little dog in the background notice how it's not a cat um, but the queen of wands does have a cat anyway this is making me think about the fact that whenever you are leaving these places or whenever you're moving on nobody's asking you to move on and for not every ending has to be a fight not every ending has to be a battle not every ending has to have a bad guy sometimes you can just outgrow something and know that it's time for you to move on so that's why the white rose is there also making me think of um yemoja as well like just asking for protection especially if you're entering into this phase of your life of like motherhood or or even just caregiving or becoming a parent asking for this protection as you um do so and a bag of money also is like when you are leaving make sure that you leave and you've got some financial security some people call it vex money so you put money aside aside from your actual savings savings you also have another pot of money that's just like should i decide that i want to leave this business should i decide that i want to leave this relationship i've got money that i put to the side that will make me um that will sustain me 
on this new um, path that I'm going on. So some of you can consider that because maybe you're getting paid very, very well and you're very, very comfortable, but you also know that you are capable of more and you want more of a risk. You really bet on yourself, right? But to do that, make sure that you've got money on the side because even if things aren't clear straight away when you do move into these new spaces, you know that you've got money and you don't have to take the next job or the next thing or the next person out of desperation. That's what we're considering here because you will get offers when you actually take that step, we've got the Knight of Cups here, you will get offers um, as you show up as your full self, because I see a peacock here, um, and one cup being offered by the lake, and we see fish, and it's all beautiful, anyway, you are going to get the offer, you are going to get the thing that you um, desire over the next stage, once you start showing up as more of you, and from that emotional fulfillment that you'll get from taking that step and betting on yourself, we've got the nine of pentacles where you're finally in an environment where you are revered, where you are, where you feel beautiful because beauty goes beyond looks. It's, it, there's a beauty in just feeling at peace with all that is within you that exudes and it's nothing that anyone can ever take away from you. Like there are some women that I see who look like that, like their beauty isn't something that you're focusing on in terms of aesthetics, but it's more so there's something that comes through um, from their internal state that such like unbridled joy and acceptance that it's just magnetic, you know, and that's from cultivating an environment within which you are respected you're honored and you're celebrated that is where you should be headed and we've got the two of cups here that reciprocity is so important duality is so important in life and you have to seek it your life doesn't have to be mundane you're, you 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 should be scared of the people who keep telling you are oh, this is just the way things are and things aren't going to change baby things are changing omar things they change so don't be the one that's left behind and then you're there miserable thinking that this is all your life can offer you and fuck what anybody else has to say about it this is your happiness so you get to dictate what that looks like so you've just got to take charge of it really but yeah that's that for the tarot for this week i pray that it resonates with you um i'm not really doing one-to-one or one-on-one um readings at the moment just because I don't really know what my next couple of months are going to look like. But the moment I know, I will um, let the patrons know and you can book a slot that I put up as available. Anyway, um, let's pick up the first of this week's show sponsors who are BetterHelp and then we'll jump to Share Your Magnificence. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. So I talk a lot about BetterHelp on this show and um, this month we're really really needing to talk more about some of the stigmas around mental health for example some people think that you should wait until things are unbearable before you go to therapy but that literally isn't true therapy is a a tool that you can utilize before things get worse and it can help um it can help you to avoid those kind of things those real real lows um yeah and i think that that's one thing that again Sometimes it feels like a privilege, but this is why I think that it's great because uh, with better help, you can get financial aid as well for a few sessions. But um, we know that therapy in this society does, it is a privilege because, you know, some people are trying to get on the NHS uh, list to kind of, you know, see a therapist and things like that. And they don't really get the chance. And some people just don't have the disposable income to um, feel like, you know, what I can Im- I can invest in therapy but if it's possible that you can get a few sessions in then better help is a great um 
you know, it's a great platform to consider. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. So do give it a try if you can. And they've got over 2 million people who have been using BetterHelp and, you know, a lot of them are loving it. Um, This podcast, like I said, is sponsored by BetterHelp and Say Your Mind listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash your mind. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash your mind. So definitely, you know, check it out and um, see if, you know, see if it helps. Anyway, let's get to Share Your Magnificence. So this week on Share Your Magnificence, you'll notice actually that I'm not holding the mic this week because last week it was doing a real fuckery with the because of the wire that was moving at the bottom. So I've actually put it on its mount. mount. Um, I have a few mounts. Yeah, so I've put it on its mount and it's by my bed so I can lie down in bed and record. Well, not literally lie down, I'm sitting up. to record actually but it's just comfortable after seeing kelly getting her you know getting her life recording that way on insecure i thought yeah why not me if not me who if yeah anyway you get the point back to show your magnificence hello kelechi i hope you've been well and thank you again for your consistency in delivering things to us even in the middle of a panoramic you still came through where others have just um, have needed to adjust i will wonder if you were able to see the future as a fair amount of the podcasts i listened to that had two to three different people fell off and just didn't have the same oomph um, you know new dynamics as folks were originally drawn to but you have managed on your own with guest speakers interviews and the magnanimous Sadiq whom we all miss hi Sadiq hope you're doing well and resting loads you have been amazing I also do hope that you are getting rest and care that you need and deserve yes um, you step away from social media but you have shown that you are always doing bits even if we don't see it so I hope you're doing well I wanted to nominate for Share Your Magnificence all of us who have done our bit to survive this pandemic because this ish has been wild from the government lying to us, then giving into capitalism dons and trying to convince people to work with COVID. It's like we've come full circle to Boris Johnson's herd immunity plan by fire since force wasn't working and Biden isn't any better. So I want all of the people then who have done their best to be safe to have that. And even if they caught it while being safe, I hope the impact was not too devastating because omicron because um, so, omarion tagged me and a motherfucker has been playing duck duck goose with people around me we will get through covid19 season four and the ending will be better than the last season of the game of thrones be well y'all sent from my iphone <laughs> thank you for sending that in anon two slaps on your chest and honestly two slaps on the chest of all of you lot all of you lot all of you man man being non-gender specific in this situation like literally you are all dons and i feel like i've told you before but honestly if i haven't told you in a while take a minute to understand that you know you're doing your absolute best right now to remain afloat in the midst of all this fuckery that we are collectively experiencing don't beat yourself up for being more tired than usual. Don't beat yourself up for being more cranky than usual. And don't beat yourself up if you just don't feel anything. You know, some people are just, 
numb and you know cool and also don't beat yourself up if actually you're all right because I think sometimes around this conversation that people are having there is just some people who are like actually I'm okay and that's beautiful too but you know not not that anybody who hasn't made it this far um you know it's a shortcoming on their part because it you know life is funny life is a real gamble we don't know which of us or who of us is going to make it out of anything but I'm very glad that you as you're listening to this are still here and some people have gone through some real tragedies in this um time in so many different ways so many losses um so many reasons to mourn and grieve and it's almost like you put that on the back burner just because you need to get to work and you need to you know pay your bills so it's just like you know I really don't have time to break down right now I've got things to do but I just want to let you know as you're listening to this wherever you are that I appreciate the fact that you're holding on I appreciate the fact that you are you know doing your best as best as you can to work through this time and don't judge yourself too harshly if you find different ways to self-soothe um to cope with all of this because it's not easy or more co easy co easy rara like it's not easy for any of us it's not easy um by a long stretch of the imagination and i think that because everything seems so otherworldly i'm telling you like that me that was doing the tarot readings as all of this stuff was kicking in you know or kicking off around 2020 and I was telling you like this is going to crumble and we're going to see behind the curtain and we're going to see this and we're just not going to have the same respect for people in authority as we did prior to the pandemic I was saying all of that but I did not know how it was going to play out only to see it playing out and it's just like fucking hell um it is very very wild it's very very wild and it can be very disorientating um so much to grieve so many things that you feel like oh you would have done that you didn't get to do but I just wanted to let you know as our anonymous writer has said that I'm so so glad that you're still here and you know we just take it one breath at a time do you get me one breath at a time because like I told you before in a few episodes ago crazy things are happening you know and I just pray protection and um love and comfort and great health over us all as we try to navigate this i mean i don't pray great health for you if you're um a hater of mine but again i don't think that many of those listen to this show really they only listen when they think that something bad has happened um but yeah two slaps on you lot's chest i'm super proud of you and ever grateful that in the you know as we trying to wade through all of this fuckery you still tune in every week like numbers are mad numbers are mad we thank god um you still tune in every week and i appreciate you for that if i ask you a lot for anything you definitely go and do it i'm like oh can you um, vote for me for this oh can you um rate the podcast can you review the podcast like you do all of that and it doesn't go unnoticed i'm so so grateful that of all the people that you could spend an hour or two with you decide to spend it with me and we just, you know, we do what to do. I appreciate you. So, yeah, that's that for share your magnificence. Let's get into So You Mad because there is so much madness that I need to get through that I just hope my tongue and my saliva can see me through. So, let's start with Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet splitting up. Wow. 
The reason I brought up Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet splitting up is not because I was ever, ever invested in their relationship. Um, people are like, oh my God, Lisa Bonet is the GOAT. She's been with Jason Momoa. She was married to Jason Momoa. And before that, she was married to Lenny Kravitz. Oh my God. I'm really, really happy for her. But I don't know if everybody bathes regularly. I, there's just... um. I don't know maybe it's the it's the aesthetic maybe it's the zhuzh maybe it's the vibe that people go for but it's not giving you know regular bathing so it's not something that I personally would aspire to but I love it for everybody involved and I think that that is growth you know in in my life in terms of my maturity just just loving it for people even if I would not love it for myself but with that being said um Jason Momoa uh, and Lisa Bonet part ways after 16 years and it's funny because I my if I were to explain to you the process of how I put this um the episodes together as I'm seeing news articles or news pieces coming through um um, daily (laughs) you know hourly I put I dm myself the things that I think are interesting or and then I start adding them to a note so I create like show notes and I keep the links there And if by the end of the week, when I get to Sunday and it's time to record, I go back through all of the notes and I'm just like, I don't want to talk about that. Don't want to talk about that. And I take it off and whatever I'm left with, that's what ends up on the show. Sometimes there are things that I put on the show notes, but by the time I start recording, I can't be asked to talk about it. So I just skip it and go to the next thing. Um, And I knew that I wanted to, for some reason, without not really engaging with their relationship for the entirety of the time that they were together, after seeing their iOS press release, I thought, oh, okay, I think for some reason I want that on the show. And then I've just done the tarot because I pull the cards just before I press record. And then I just wait for the message, you know, as I press record and um, start going through the episode and I get to the tarot bit whatever message that I channel that's the message that I channel it is what it is and usually that's why I have to go back and listen to the tarot messages once I put the show out on a Monday I go back and listen to it because there's usually a message in there for me as well or it can even be just a sentence like the majority of it might not be for me but I'll listen to it and I'll be like oh I, I know what spirit was trying to tell me through making me talk to other people because in terms of reading for myself personally I slack the same way I haven't been reading the books that I want to read when it comes to reading for myself personally, I've just been slacking and I have not felt the pull that I need towards the person that would be able to read for me. Like, obviously I interact with a lot of like sick readers, like great, great readers, but there's something specifically that I feel like I'm yearning for an answer on. And I just don't feel drawn to anybody. And I know that I'm not being drawn to anybody because the moment I'm like, oh, maybe I'll, you know, maybe this person or that person. I was like, no, because I, I saw this and I don't want that. And I, you know, I, I become very critical. And then I know that that's some kind of mechanism that's just like, no, no, no. This needs to be an extremely like safe space for you to explore whatever it is in your subconscious that you're trying to bring into like emergence or you're trying to bring forward. Um, so yeah, so I haven't really been reading for myself. So the only way I feel like sometimes that spirit can literally speak to me is through, I do the collective reading as always, I'm the show's number one fan. So on a Monday when the show's out, I'm like, oh my God, I need to go and listen to Say Your Mind. And then I go and listen to the podcast from beginning to end. And then I listen to the tarot bit. Um, and then that's where some of the messages and it just might be a little tip or a hint. And and that usually helps me. So 
I was just like, oh, I want to cover this story. And then I started doing the tarot and then I saw what the general message was for the collective. And I was like, of course, that's how it ties in to this. So it helps me give a better perspective on what I want to say about Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa because of the um, backdrop that we now have of what the tarot reading was saying. Wow, I'm long-winded today. So somebody said I sound like they're ADHD. And honestly, I I know, I, I get it. I fully get it because I just be jumping, jumping, jumping. Ladies, leave your man at home because the club is full of Omicron. Anyway, um, see, I've done it again. So you have to, you have to be okay knowing when something is done and there doesn't have to be any bad guys. Literally what we were just talking about in the tarot, when something is over, it's not necessary, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a family member that you're like, you know what, I don't really fuck with this person no more. Um, or I think I've outgrown, I've, 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 I've outgrown, I've outgrown this relationship, right? You have to be okay with not necessarily casting anybody as a villain, not casting yourself as a victim unless maybe that was literally literally the case um and just being okay with parting ways and I don't think that we see it done enough usually we hear about these embittered like battles for custody of this because we're going to move on to Kanye and um Kim Kardashian later and we're going to see how this could look very very different you know what I'm saying so they're talking about after 16 years together they want to i guess do a conscious uncoupling when then white don said it first you know is it chris chris something or other and um uh i was gonna call her gwendolyn no gwyneth paltrow when is it chris martin and gwyneth paltrow when they split and they talked about conscious uncoupling conscious look at the way i'm pronouncing it like an Igbo girl kelechi conscious ah god my dad is rolling rolling anyway um when they talked about this whole conscious uncoupling we know that maybe you know lots of people have probably been doing it quietly before but in terms of celebrities we hadn't really engaged with that term prior to chris martin i hope it's chris martin and i haven't given him another name because i really did that the other day i went to a meeting at the studio um because they're going to finally refurbish the the building that um the the studios in the dance studio kolechnikov and um i went to the meeting and i was wanted to reference the building manager who i think is a wayward guy and i was like oh um is it keith or um king the building manager guy keith um greg and then the surveyor was like kevin i was like oh yeah yeah i was literally just giving the guy i i I, in my mind it was white guy i i was giving keith i was giving greg i said gary he was like no no it's definitely kevin i said shit jesus oh anyway so i hope that i haven't given this chris martin guy another name and i can't be asked like kamala harris will tell me to do to just just google it i'm not being disrespectful just just google it i'm I'm not using my time for that but not gwendolyn paltrow gwyneth paltrow um yeah when they talked about it not many people had been talking about it by that um, at that point and you know it was it was just an interesting thing and i just thought well that's them white people over there doing them white people things but then we get to jason momoa and lisa bonet and it is that idea coming back again that culturally 
we are being encouraged through pop culture, through all of these things, through celebrity culture, to think about the ways that you can part ways with somebody healthily. You do not have to wait. Like I said in the Better Help um, ad, you do not have to wait till something is in the pits. It's in a fucking gutter before you're like, you know what? We're done out here. There are points before then when you could just be like, nah. And I'm going to, let me just read their thing because I keep going off on tangents before I talk about what I want to talk about. So they wrote, this was from Pride of Gypsies. I don't know who that is. They just said, um, we have all felt the squeeze and changes of these transformational times. A revolution is unfolding and our family is of no exception. Feeling and growing from the seismic shifts occurring. And so we share our family news that we are parting ways in marriage. We share this not because we think it's newsworthy, but so that as we go about our lives, we may do so with dignity and honesty. The love between us carries on, evolving in ways it wishes to be known and lived. We free each other to be who we are learning to become. Our devotion unwavering to this sacred life and our children teaching our children what's possible living the prayer may may love prevail j and l and you know to me that is so beautiful that is so lovely oh beautiful oh they are lovely because not every day was worse not every day guys i've got to jump on the internet because kim is and lenin is still my child and i'm trying to talk through the wire I'm living through the wire, yamming pum through the wire. Oh my God. Sometimes I consider how the ancestors will replay my life and they'll remind me of these moments of the absolutely horrendous things that I've said on this podcast. Anyway, let's go through it. Stanza by stanza. Okay, Miss Arrowsmith. Anyway, We've all felt the squeeze and changes of these transformational times. A revolution is unfolding and our family is of no exception. Feeling and growing from the seismic shifts occurring. And so we share our family news that we are parting ways in marriage. I think that that's so important as well, because I've talked about it on a podcast before that this panoramic, this panda bear, this panini, this panacotta has really revealed people to themselves. And maybe things that were there just, just under the surface, barely palpable was there but you know like this current and you just kind of went along with it and then lockdown happened and all of these things happened and then sudden you're faced with a growth maybe that you've never considered like being exposed to a reality that you hadn't ever considered you're having very challenging conversations with people that you you feel that you've always known them but it's funny how a black man having his neck knelt on for nine minutes can then have people with um polarizing opinions do you know what i mean like suddenly you're like oh oh my god you're a fuck boy or you're you're a fuck person because suddenly you're realizing that oh I've never I don't know why you haven't but I don't, I've never tried to have this conversation with you before I didn't need to because we were insulated from it for this I'm not saying that this is their reason I'm saying like just generally speaking people had to consider so much so many people were reconfiguring their lives because of 
just the way that the lockdowns and the pandemic as a whole has shown people their own mortality like it's put a mirror up to their own fears and insecurities and ways that they've been betraying themselves daily 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 for the past few decades but they're like rah i don't want to live like this anymore because capitalism is hypnotic do you get me it's so amazing no i'm not even going to try because then all you'll hear is sadiq shouting olympus has fallen but um yeah people were faced with themselves and for a lot of people they didn't like what they saw and they either wanted to grow from it or they wanted to you know repress it um so decisions needed to be made basically and to you know want more and like i said capitalism is hypnotic so you can go for years and years thinking oh i'm so successful i'm doing everything this is how it's meant to be but you know that you feel that you feel the deep lack and the deep um yearning within you you feel all of that that void you can feel it and you don't know how to feel it and you you and you couldn't do the usual celebrity thing of like oh i feel so empty but i'm going to um show you all the nice things that i have and by you wanting what i have i feel better about myself suddenly their big houses didn't matter because you were also locked up and they wouldn't let you out either well i mean kim went to a whole ass island um for her birthday and was doing what she wants but generally speaking and even that wasn't taken too well because people are like what the fuck are you doing do you think that you're going to show us that and we're going to be happy for you can you not read the fucking room so you know a lot of celebrities were being crit- criticized in a way that they weren't used to because suddenly the ostentatious um kind of uh, parade of wealth and demonstrations of wealth just wasn't cutting it anymore people weren't very impressed and you'll notice since that people can't come showing off the way that they were showing off before in fact people are selling assets people are selling things now because people like why other people you know who would usually be the fans are like well why the fuck are you doing that and so it's just not impressive anymore and so a lot of things are changing because people are changing and people are changing within the relationships that they've been in for so many years and they're saying again we're not sharing this because we think it's newsworthy but so that as we go about our lives we may do so with dignity and honesty so i feel like actually maybe they've been separated for a while but so as to stop these kind of rumor mills being like oh he's cheating or she's cheating because i saw them with this person and that person it's like rather than you feeling like you really did something there let let's let you know let us let you know right now that it ain't like that we're just not together and i hope that maybe it will help other couples other celebrity couples will jada i don't know be more brave in just being like you know what we too our no ati you know atiton we are over it's done let's hope so basically um the love between us carries on that is one of the most important lines in this love carries on and it changes they said the love between us carries on evolving in ways it wishes to be known and live because love in and of itself is an entity of its own so when you come if you're looking at astrology and you're comparing your chart with somebody that you're interested in you can and you can can you can lay your birth chart on top of their birth chart and that is a synastry chart right but you can also create a composite chart which takes into account i think it's the midheaven of um both of your charts and it creates a whole new chart which shows you the actual relationship the energy of the relationship this is sometimes how i like to think about love also obviously you are the ones that will um together collectively i um realize the energies that's within that chart should you choose to because you're from different walks of life and you're at different stages in your learning and your journey but 
let's say that you do that relationship energy is an entity of its own and so it will move with the times in its own way and so yeah love does carry on and it does evolve and it might get to a point where it's just like you could have started hot blazing rah 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 and then it moves somewhere that's a bit quieter and karma and you are just happy there for some it might not stay there it might go from rah 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 hot 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 rah 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 to just oh actually i don't want to be here this is long bye um but they don't do the bye as quickly as maybe they should so there's that vibe as well so i just feel like overall i love this and they say that we free each other to be who we are learning to become that is also important when things are done let people go i mean even when you are in relationships with people they should be free to grow as they are but i think that oftentimes people stunt their own growth because they fear that in their growing they will have to leave people that they love behind whether it's their friends or whatever that they'll have to leave who they love behind but just trust in love and trust that in in going and forging your path one way or another your love will find a way and um so yeah i just think you know beautiful for them i just thought that it was a great lesson in how i mean we don't know what's happening behind the scenes they could have written a very very cute word and actually they're tearing each other's locks out um but for for a statement that's put out to the world i just think that it's very intentional and um very beautiful so that's one of the things i wanted to share because it linked to the tarot and then Novak's Djokovic, you know, we go from someone, we go from a couple who's been very, very intentional to an individual who's just rather destructive, really. I tried to kind of keep up with the timeline of what was happening with Novak Djokovic, aka Novak's um, Djokovic. And it was just a lot. It was just a lot from what I've never really paid too much attention to him, but I didn't realize that he was so not a nice person yeah i mm, i'm not i'm not buying what he's selling i'm just not i'm not in a i'm not i'm not into it at all but um he was meant to go to i'm just looking at the timeline of events here he was basically meant to be in australia for where's my timeline thing moved he's meant to be in australia for the um australian open is it what do they call it hold on I'm just reading here. Let me start from the beginning. Why am I knocking my um knocking my mic? So let's see. It says here Novak Djokovic has lost his appeal over his Australian visa being cancelled after a court dismissed the men's world number one's appeal, meaning he now faces deportation. But I know that at the time of recording, he literally is getting on that plane or has gotten on that plane. He's out. He's out of there and he won't be able to compete for his 20th Grand Slam or whatever. It says here, three federal court judges upheld a decision made on Friday by the immigration minister with Djokovic confirming his withdrawal from the tournament at Melbourne Park while claiming to have felt uncomfortable at the focus on him in the last week. Well, you brought the focus. You brought the focus because you were the one that went on Instagram talking about, I'm off to Australia with my um, um, exemption, with my visa, with um, whatever visa exemption so I can go. You played yourself. You played yourself. Um, Djokovic is not vaccinated against COVID-19. Um, he will remain in detention in Melbourne before being deported but we know he has now got on a plane um 
In a separate blow for Djokovic and his hopes of solidifying his position as the greatest men's player of all time in terms of most Grand Slams won, his deportation order usually also um, includes a three-year ban on returning to Australia, which at 34 years of age could spell an end to realistic hopes of uh, of winning in Melbourne again. Um the minister called the visa, cancelled the visa on the grounds that Djokovic's presence in Australia may be a risk to the health and good order of the Australian public and may be counterproductive to efforts at vaccination um, by others in Australia. Djokovic's visa was initially cancelled on January 6th at Melbourne's airport. Um, hours after he arrived to compete in the first Grand Slam of 2022. A border official, good on your mate, good on you, mate, put an extra shrimp on a barbie. Um, a border official cancelled his visa after deciding Djokovic uh, didn't qualify for a medical exemption from Australia's rules for unvaccinated visitors. Um yeah just wild wild things but i think from what i understand of everything as it happened he the the basis for him getting that exemption so he could enter the country without being vaccinated was that he had he claims that he previously had covid but from the date that he put on his um application for the visa that he would have had that covid he was also seen out and about having interviews going to public events with that in mind so is it that you did is it that you faked that um covid positive result or is it that you did have covid knew that you had covid and you were still going and interacting with people because both ways it is very 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 wild that you think that you can just break the rules because you want to go and hit a ball across the net or over a net that you it's fine for you to break the rules because you hit that ball better than other men no no sorry and i'm glad that they kept him um in that detention center not because i'd want it for anybody else but also it brought light the way that he was treated as this um world number one the way that he was treated um by the australian um people the border control and the what is it the politicians and stuff goes to show that there are people who don't have his money that that won't have access to the public in that way to tell their story um, who, you know, a light was shone on their experiences as well because he was, I think he was kept at this hotel or whatever that he said had cockroaches and it was just so horrible and he, he can't believe that he's been made to stay there in the week while they deliberate all, um, over all of this. But from what I read, there are people who have been in that place for years waiting for to have their hearing, their immigration hearing in those conditions. So, you know, boy people have gotten into in more trouble for less and you're just out here doing what you want thinking that you're still going to be able to play and you're talking about oh this is a nationality thing that oh it's because i'm serbian that they're treating me like this no it's because you literally decided that you don't want to listen to their rules and you didn't fill out the form the um honestly um that's what it looks like um and then he was like, oh, but my agent filled this part out. And it was this immigration official that filled that part out. So all this responsibility goes to everybody else. You had nothing to do with it. It was everybody else who messed it up. And I'm not saying that, boom, you need to go and get vaccinated if you don't want to be vaccinated. That's on you. But you need to understand that the same way certain countries are like, you can't come in here unless you're vaccinated against yellow fever. You can't come in here unless you're vaccinated against this, that, this, that. 
I don't see how that's any different for COVID. They're just like, you can't come in here unless you're vaccinated against this. Like, it is what it is. You don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. But then at the same time, you can't then expect to, um, expect to go and play. It is just, it is that. I remember talking a few episodes, well, ages ago, actually, about that. Was it a British couple or an American couple? Whatever couple. And they showed up for some kind of surfing tournament on this island and they brought measles with them or whatever the fuck. This is why they're telling you to get vaccinated against these things. But you're like, oh, I don't want to get vaccinated. And fine, if you now decide that you don't want to, you need to understand other people's rules where it's like, well, I don't want you here then you know it's just it's a weird thing i've just i couldn't really get my head around a lot of what was happening with him but i just thought to myself you know that this has happened to so many other people who have not been afforded this platform this platform that you're getting to throw this uh, tantrum because you're not getting your own way they haven't been afforded that and you know and within a week fine you got deported you're out i hope that they do still if they're going to do it to other people i hope that they still keep that three-year ban on him because i don't see why he should be exempt from a three-year ban that they put on other people who have gone through um a similar situation to him um but yeah all very very wild and you baited yourself up by like oh guys i'm off um to australia and i've got an exemption and i'm like oh you thought you had an exemption baby let's look at that again but what i'm very very interested in is the fact that the date that he said that he said that he had covid he was still mingling with people after that date like that's wild that is very very wild so he just doesn't strike me as somebody that um i'd vibe with because i know that if serena williams if naomi osaka had done similar they would be getting torn to shreds just when serena wanted to wear that cat suit to help her blood circulate at the french open and they were like well this is the rule and this is the rule and this is the rule the tennis man them aren't rising up to talk in the same way to novak's they're not rising up to to call him out they're not doing that serena literally needed to wear that cat suit to for her to save her life so and so she could play the sport and you man were like nah no you're not wearing it because we have specific rules about what people should wear and rare tear tear and rare 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 but when it's novak's on every silence tumbleweed nobody wants to criticize him everyone's just staying quiet disgusting scenes truly truly disgusting scenes anyway moving from one um, entitled uh white man to another let's go to boris Boris has apologised, uh, well, apologised last week during Prime Minister's questions that um, people are upset that he had a party during lockdown. Initially, he de- he denied that there was a party. Then he said that, well, if there was a party, um, he wasn't there. Then it turned into the fact that he was there, but he didn't realise it was a party to the fact that an email was then shared with the newspapers that was sent out for this party that was sent to about a hundred people and it definitely said bring your own booze so mm, when he got caught in that respect that's when he was like on prime minister's question saying oh you know i'm sorry that it upset so many people while they were no you that means you're not sorry you're not actually sorry for your actions you're just saying sorry people are upset about it but of course they would be upset about it because at that point they weren't allowed to see anyone really the rules were so stringent the public weren't allowed to see each other 
but you lot could have a garden party. And the worst part is that then you try to gaslight us. You were telling, you were lying in our faces, you raggedy bitch. You were lying in our faces with your scruffly, muffly hair, your hair that looks like relaxed pom-pom hair. You were lying in our faces that first, no, there wasn't a party. Then there was, but I don't know who was there. Then, oh, I was there, but it wasn't a party. Then until, oh, it was a party. Sorry, fuck that. Fuck you. Like, we are so exhausted. And this is, this is it. Like, the abusive dynamic that we ex- um, that we experience as a country is made even worse because people are also ex- experiencing these same abusive dynamics within their homes. So everywhere there is trauma and people haven't had a chance to process that, that the government is traumatizing us daily by telling us, like playing with our sense of reality, making us feel like it's okay for us to have so little and that it's okay for them to have so much and then saying that, well, the reason that you don't have is because you're not as smart as I am. There is no way on God's green earth, I mean, it's struggling to be green due to deforestation, but there is no way on God's green earth that someone like Boris Johnson is smarter than me. I'm sorry, no, no because first and foremost i do not smell like wet dog like we can start there just on a basic level i know how to wash my crotch i know how to wash my front and back bum i know how to wash my bum right so just on that basis i've already won but if we're talking about articulation if we're talking about eloquence if we're talking about wit if we're talking about cuteness i beat boris johnson in every regard so i need you to ask yourself as the british public who would you rather be led by me or boris boris me let's think about it because i do not understand why food banks are in existence when we have money to do up yassification on the big ben why do we not have money to make sure that people are not experiencing homelessness and to make sure that people are you know well housed well educated and people are looked after and there's a you know universal or basic universal income like universal basic income we've got all of that stuff we've got things in place where people don't have to suffer you're just raising our national insurance for no fucking reason at least in other countries when they've got to pay this pay that they are seeing it they're seeing the fruits of their labor is being given back to them that is not what we're getting in this country and every time you want better for the people of this country they turn around and they're like no because i don't want no fucking um like p words and n words so they can benefit from the things that i've worked for and that my family's worked for let me tell you baby they are lying to you they are lying to you because actually the things that you've quote unquote worked for it's only because of the money that was made through the slave trade and through colonization we just deserve better country's a mess an absolute mess and you know these mps were standing up and trying to come at him on and then there were other ones that were trying to back it for him like um what is that michael fabricant michael fabricante fabricant with his stiff wig honestly the first few times i saw him i thought he was a boris parody um performer i did not realize that that is a real ass human being that is a hundred percent human not the hair on his head though that that that, so as like someone said that is given premium now color 30 because what the fuck is that on his head what are those that wig is not wigging when there are so many babes out here that can slay a wig that can melt a lace 
there is no reason why you should be walking with that high thing on your head that that mound it looks like that mound that they had in marble arch that he just dyed it blonde and placed it on top of his head again that fucking mound that they put in marble arch it costs how much but you're telling me that we don't have money to feed people we don't have money to look after people i believe that if people just received common basic decency to even begin with the bad vibes that is so prevalent on this island wouldn't be as potent but here we are people are so addicted to their struggle they're so addicted to a stiff upper lip what lip i don't know it's so weird to say something is a stiff upper lip and the lip is not there what is then stiff about the lip that does not exist oh jesus a contemplation amusing a meditation anyway he thinks that he's gotten out of that because then he was just like oh well sorry sorry about that i i you know the thing did happen oh well and it will be investigated by is it sue gray or whatever cool he's like let's wait for the results of the investigation but again the way that we are in a chokehold with bureaucracy in this um, country is mad we know that it happened so what fucking investigation are we waiting for for sue gray to do sue better back the fuck up there's nothing that she needs to investigate because we all know but it's again a way that we're being played with all of the time like this circus that we're being forced to participate in or to watch it's long it's very very long but soon after that it must have been xoxo dominic, um, dominic cummings he was just like no 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 no. he said that but there was also another party that happened in his basement the basement of 10 downing street another party happened the night before prince philip's funeral and whew, suddenly boris was like you know what someone close to me has got covid and i need to self-isolate which is very very interesting because the only reason as he's put as he stipulated on the government website the only reason anyone would really need to self-isolate is if they aren't vaccinated they're not double vaccinated um and um they've got some health um you know pre-existing health conditions or whatever the hell he hasn't divulged any of this and i'm not saying that he must divulge his medical uh, must divulge his medical history to us but is it the fact that you are not vaccinated because you lot were very much sending them um nhs messages about get boosted now so it would be hilarious to me if the prime minister of this country was telling everybody that they should go and get vaccinated they should do this they should do that but he himself is not and thus he must um self-isolate but i maybe he is maybe he is vaccinated and you know the real the reality is that he's just a liar and he doesn't want to face the public because he now needs to explain how there was a whole ass party happening in his basement with a dj they had a dj in that basement partying on his premises in the basement to the extent where somebody was sent out with a suitcase to go to the local um, to the nearby co-op to go and get more bottles of wine fill up the suitcase with it and bring it back Woo! bring it back bring it back bring it back to boris's fuckery hey lyric queen that is what i be anyway a suitcase a motherfucking suitcase is what you lot went to go and fill with bottles of um of wine to bring back to the party meanwhile philip was going to get buried the next day and the queen had to be in that 
um, we see a picture of her sitting isolated by herself due to the COVID rules. She was just sat there with him. My whole thing is, why is it only you lot that got to celebrate? Like, if you were going to celebrate that guy resting in piss, why did the rest of us not get a memo that we too could have celebrated? Oh, because of COVID rules. Okay, so everybody should have been following. And I think that they said at least, um, what, 30 people were at that basement party, which strikes me as a fucking big house if 30 people can be in the basement partying and having a great time. And again, the police saw people coming in they saw people coming in and and well so that means that they were well aware that these parties were happening but they were still going out and giving fines to everyday people for doing similar or doing less even and that just goes to show you when you're talking about who the police are here for they're definitely not here for me and they're definitely not here for you and you need to keep that just keep that in mind i remember reading somewhere that one of the um police officers on the same unit as wayne cousins the one the motherfucker um police officer who killed sarah everard and um that he's now being what is it accused of um six rape charges or he's um being charged for six rape um incidents so somebody in your um so somebody in your whole crew he was known as the rapist and then you also you've you're being accused of raping six people oh god the the whole thing just needs to go the whole thing needs to go i it's just an absolute mess because you can't even be trusted so that means that you only enforce certain rules with certain people because you saw somebody going out coming back with a suitcase of wine and that was perfectly okay to you lot you knew exactly how many people were in that building at any time and you knew exactly what they were doing and that was totally fine and that's not going to be investigated what boris was doing is not going to be investigated but you know who is being investigated whose party is being investigated sean bailey's the the black guy with the london assembly that was running for um, mayor of london but that's what you get because when you coon the coon always comes back to bite the coonery always comes back to bite of all the people because you don't always think that you're part of the fold you think that you're in with the in crowd that you know what the in crowd know and they're like no nignog you do not and at any time you will be what we throw to the wolves now look at your life i do not feel an ounce an iota a morsel a modicum of sympathy no because if you are a black person that wants to move mad then i hope that madness consumes you i do not feel a thing but you know now you're looking mad you're looking mad in front of the queen who's already looking mad herself because of andrew everybody's looking mad like britain is on the ropes britannia is on the floor britannia babe can you get back up britannia wake up wake up britannia you're on the floor one cannot one cannot withstand another hit Ugh. Britannia's out. Britannia cannot deal with it. Britannia cannot cross it. Ha! All mad. Prince Andrew, let's get into him. Let's get into Prince Andrew. Um, his attempt to throw out um Virginia Jeffrey's um Jeffrey's Jeffrey Jeffrey, throw out um the civil case that was that's brought against him for um his sexual assault of her, um and the yeah sexual assault um a molestation because she was not of age um and the, the 
trafficking, all of that stuff. There's just so much going on for him. Jesus. So the judges decided that, no, actually, we're not throwing out the case. The case is going ahead. Um, the trial is going ahead. And baby, it is what it is, you know. And I love that. I love that because, again, like I was saying to you, when all of these things were being discussed in 2020 and I was like, people are crumbling. We're going to see behind the wall, um, the curtains. We're going to see this. We're going to see that. This is literally what we're seeing now, like the monarchy crumbling. And I feel like it's so awkward for a lot of like white people when they see me or Ash or whatever jubilating when things like this happen to the royal family because you are so like beholden to them that you don't get it but you have to imagine that like on an individual level let's say that somebody came um without wanting to trigger anybody somebody came beat up your mum beat up your mum to pulp um started calling her an animal wouldn't even call her by her, her actual name took all of her belongings um and they decided that they would just come and show up in her house whenever. And then you'd come in and you just see them in your house, just being there, doing whatever they like. And then um, eventually bad things start happening to them. Like, do you not think that you would celebrate? Because that's literally what it is. The state that Nigeria is in right now, the state that a lot of black people or people of the African diaspora, the state that they're in right now is a direct result of the behavior of Britain. And Britain, with their figurehead of the Queen, look how much they lost under her. Like, you came in, your father has done this and done that. You came in and then bam, 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 all the all of the colonies were just going. Bing, 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 bing. And now all you're doing is Commonwealth, Commonwealth. Now nah, everyone's getting rid of you, babes everyone the power is gone um so to me that's what it is and if you don't understand that then that, that means you don't know your history anybody who's uncomfortable with seeing people of the african diaspora laughing their heads off at what's happening to britain whether they live in the country or not um if you don't understand that or you feel uncomfortable that's on you because that shows that you're the uneducated dickhead and you're the one that needs to get yourself together and understand that the trauma is so deep it's generational at this point. The trauma has been passed on intergenerationally, um, literally on a cellular level, and you do not understand that. The infrastructure that looks so shaky that people could ridicule my country for, for decades, um, centuries even, is because of what was done by this country. And so while I'm here being cute and all of that stuff, I'm still going to talk up the things and I'm still very much going to laugh that about what's happening because they're of no consequence to, to me the same way that the people of my country, the my ancestor, ancestors were of no consequence to them. Um, especially when they molest children. I mean, come on, who is going to molest children? And then you know that your son's done that and you're protecting him and you're using your money to defend him. I don't know this sweet granny that you are all seeing, but that is a that that is a molester's enabler. That is what I'm seeing. So it says here. Let's see what it what it is. Um, they put out the palace, the palace, um, the royal communication said a statement regarding the Duke of York. Oh, the grand old Duke of York him and some other rich men they thought that they could touch you up this way and touch you up again but when they were up they were up oh but now they are down they are down they'll never be back up again and they're definitely gonna get kicked while they're down kick them all kick them all kick them all yeah 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 yeah, yeah. anyway back to this that was um horrendous in terms of freestyles i'll think about it some more anyway um 
A statement regarding the Duke of York. With the Queen's approval and agreement, the Duke of York's military affiliations and royal patronages have been returned to the Queen. The Duke of York will continue not to undertake any public duties and is defending his case as a private citizen. Ends. Well, with the Queen's approval and agreement, the Duke of York's military affiliations and royal patronages have been returned to the Queen. Ha ha. Ha ha. I think they even took his HRH as well, so he's not his Royal Majesty or whatever. As far as I'm concerned, he has and always will just be Andrew, Andy, Nonce, whatever. Like, that's what he'll be to me. He's not got nothing else apart from that. Alleged. Allegedly. Allegedly. Right? So I've read. That's all you've got to say these days. So I've read. Anyway, um, the Queen didn't want to take that from him. This was somebody who was happily letting him hide out in Balmoral or wherever the hell he was hiding out. She didn't want to take that from him. But it was funny because they were so quick to accept it or take it back from Harry and Meghan. They were very happy to do that. But this one, there was omen and ring. And then now he'll take on this case um, he, or he'll continue to defend his case as a private citizen because you know you lot are coming down with him. And I feel like if they were to continue letting him keep the titles, I think that that would mean that if it came to damages, they might be impacted far more greatly than if they let him take on this stuff as a private citizen. So they're throwing him under the bus in many regards. And it's not like the guy's money is long because he's ha- he's trying to sell that £16 million chalet, is he not? Because he needs to pay off a £6.6 million debt. So people were like, oh, they think that behind the scenes it's probably Elizabeth that's buying the chalet just maybe through a shell company. We don't know. Just so he can get that money paid out and he's done. But you're selling a chalet. For a white man to be selling a chalet, he's on the ropes. He's on the floor, Lord. Wow. I made the joke on um, Twitter when I said, you know, they would sell a child before... ah, Wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. Like they would sell so many things before they sell a chalet. But here he has found himself, you know, having to sell this chalet to sort out his life. And for some reason, him and Fergie have just continued to be there together. But I think they must have had to stay together because of some secrets that were that would have come out. But I'm sure they will still come out because once Fergie knows that the royal family are no longer powerful enough to don a dance she's gonna she's gonna talk she's gonna talk because i also think that she's very wayward and on some fuck shit on a major vibe on a major basis i definitely think so but in implicating herself she'll also implicate everybody else in the process so i look forward to even more being unearthed because they couldn't say that they can't say that they did not know like andrew was still friends with epstein even after he got batted up the first time for trafficking so people were well aware of his character, of his background, and he was around the Queen and, you know, or the royal family, he was around them. So in and around rather, they so they were aware. And so it's like everybody needs to go. Like who was that woman? I've forgotten her name, some kind of um correspondent that tweeted last week and she was just like, Oh, somebody is standing um by the statue of Eric Gill that's above the BBC and they're trying to deface it. Um, we know that Eric Gill was controversial and he'd done some heinous things, but is this the way to be dealing with it? That man raped his children, his wife and his dog. 
dog you lot care so much about animals you don't care about other humans but you care about dogs that man that man messed with his own dog and you have a statue of him up above the bbc like what are you no wonder no wonder jimmy savile could just run rampant when you have the energy the spirit of a pedophile and a dog molester literally there erected above your building i keep saying and people think i'm joking when i keep telling you that a lot of these institutions and a lot of the rituals a lot of the very very dark rituals like underworldly rituals that are done in this country that because one of the greatest lies that these men ever told was that oh the demonic religions are you know with the black people they're so bad you have to ask yourself how they've managed to keep the people of this country in a chokehold for so long like just addicted to suffering and it's through things like statues because they immortalize certain nasty energies and help them to remain relevant because why even the actual statue that is above the bbc of eric gill he's got a little boy or a little child in front of him and the child is naked while he's fully clothed well, it's a boy i think yeah he's got a little boy in front of him and he's clothed and the boy's naked even the imagery is disturbing even the imagery is problematic and i've just never paid much attention to it i just walked past it and then now you're asking us but is this the way it's the way it's the way it's the way defacing crew take down the statues yeah yeah that's how i feel about it that's honestly how i feel about it i just think it's wild um but yeah it's interesting that they're being very very careful very gentle with um andrew that or oh, he's going to take on this paying for this defense um as a private citizen i just think that it means that um liz can help him more in a more um what is it she can help him help him in a more covert way because as a private citizen he doesn't need to disclose certain things financially i believe and also the military dons were on them like we don't want to be um affiliated with the kid uh, kiddie fiddler so you lot need to sort that out we don't want him um in and around us um so yeah it's looking very very peak for the monarchy nobody wants charles as king lizzie uh, boy she just needs to decide what's going on are you going to dip out before the verdict or are you going to dip out as the verdict is read or have you dipped out already we have so many questions let us know because it's all very very mad out here but nobody gives a fuck about charles nobody gives a fuck about william but he is giving the fucks um so we are told through the u.s newspapers um so yeah it's just looking very mad somebody said that they predict that um when when lizzie does dip out they're giving the monarchy like five years i said mm -hmm, five i wouldn't be surprised if within the week everybody gathers together and they're like oh my all of you start collecting your loads collect your clock collect everything and start vacating all of these premises start vacating the premises immediately because how can you not have all of these homes you're not even living in most of them but there are people sleeping on the street girl there are people sleeping on the street but you lot have residences that have 16 32 bedrooms nah and for what for what because of some draconian draconian antiquated notion of the divine rights of kings if you don't get the fuck get the fuck immediately
all mad, all mad. But anyway, um, yeah, I just think it's wild that um, Andrew is going through all of this and they're trying, even though they look like they are distancing themselves from him, they're just trying to find a, um, an easier way to be able to fund his fuckery, to be honest. Meanwhile, Harry is asking for security detail that he's happy to pay for um, from his own money because before he got security detail because he was a royal he was a prince harry he would you know automatically got it because of the risk of being born into this family and they took that from him because he decided to marry a biracial woman um with a black mother they took that from him and he's like okay well can i just pay for my security then i'll pay you as a private citizen so i can come through and they were like nope still don't want your money do you know how much pretty patel and them man love money so for them to turn down the money that he's offering that's because a greater influence is like no we don't want him to have security detail why don't you want him to have security detail while he's in the uk with his family because you want something bad to happen to him you lot are disgusting but meanwhile you're bending over backwards to protect prince um kiddie fiddler andrew jesus christ of nazareth and kensington and chelsea anyway um and lastly you know we saw kanye um doing what kanye does and creating absolute chaos so for those who didn't see the video kanye west was in a car sitting in the back of a car being driven somewhere and he was lamenting that he wasn't he wasn't being given the address to his uh, daughter chicago's birthday party i think it was her fourth birthday party he wasn't given the address to it and he'd ask everyone he said he called um kim he called the nanny he called tristan that is when i cackled you called tristan so that means tristan was in attendance so that means him and chloe are still together even after that public announcement uh, and embarrassment that he got marlene nichols or marlene nichols pregnant and now they have a child together Ooh, chloe you like suffering the way that the uk public also like suffering you are also dedicated and addicted to sufferation and embarrassment and humiliation wonderful things to see um eventually it was travis travis scott um who is you know like you know dealing with his own um legal battles um as a result of his astro future or astro back and forth i don't know quantum physics whatever his event was called where um people got trampled and died um he was the one that gave Kanye the details to attend the party in the end. Now, there are so many things happening here. And again, my sympathy, my empathy is capped. Because when you do clownery, the clown of Calabasas inevitably comes back to bite. You know, he got the details from Travis. Now, Travis... I guess in one regard was well within his rights to give the details to um, Kanye because as the father of Stormy, who was having a co-birthday, so it was a fourth birthday party, um, a joint birthday, for, um, for joint fourth birthday party for Stormy and Chicago. Um, Stormy is Ken, Kylie and Travis's daughter and um chicago is kanye and kim's daughter so they were having this joint party for them and so travis being the father of stormy he was like well here here are the details but notice how tristan wasn't trying to get in trouble tristan was like my lip gloss is barely popping you know i don't need any more drama i've already pissed off chloe enough um 
and when she gets extremely angry that earring back scent um, that she um, exudes um, becomes even stronger and I just don't want that in my life so I will not be sending over any address details thank you so much and be blessed but um, Travis said hey you know I'm already being dealt with um, legally spiritually emotionally mentally so yeah you here are the details and he passed them over and Kanye went through. It's interesting because in the video that I saw, I didn't really see Kim in the background. I didn't, re- I saw Chris Jenner, the, um, Kim's mum. I didn't really see Kim there, it, but he was there. Kanye got to attend with his very gungu gungu. The boots that he was wearing was very gungu gungu. Um, you know, very bum bum, very, very spaceman-like. Um, I don't know. I feel like the direction that a lot of high fashion is going into is giving spaceman and I'm not really there um, with everybody else, but you know, he got to go take his pictures, got back in his car and he left. Now I have so many questions. I want to start at the point where you are coming on the internet to talk about, I don't have the address for my daughter's birthday. Um, talking as if like they shifted the date on you or they shifted the date in secret. Her birthday's always been her birthday, right? unless this joint birthday they were having it on another weekend other than her birthday i don't know but i think they were having it on the day anyway they're having this party and you don't know why were you not involved with the with the organizing of it why were you not involved with the preparation of it you talk about oh i was meant to be in miami um filming or recording or whatever he said he was meant to be in miami but then so you chose to be elsewhere and then you suddenly decided that no actually I want to be at the party that I did not help to organize in any way and I'm just going to show up and everybody's going to have to make room for me because I am the father no especially I haven't listened to the track that he um, allegedly released that it's a diss track for Pete Davidson and um, Kim but you can't cuss me out on I don't know a a Tuesday and then say that all on a Saturday you want to come to the party no no because this wishy-washy behavior is very very mad incredibly mad and again I say that we say that stuff with a pinch of salt because we do know that he has these mental health struggles and he even mentions in the video that it's the things like this that they've been doing behind the scenes that's really played with his mental health but it's interesting because now the kardashians keeping up the with the kardashians is over now right and he didn't really want to be involved involved while they were filming but it's like now you're creating the extra reality tv drama outside of it being filmed and the thing that you didn't want to happen is exactly what's happening in terms of the detrimental way that you're being linked to that family and honestly it's what it's what you get and um the option was always there to throw a separate party so all of this that you're doing that you're asking everyone for the details you came through took your picture and went you could have just had a separate party but no it was about being there and and i get the feeling that it was not so much about even being there as to see who else was there wanting to see who else was around your children to me that's what it really is because the video i didn't trust it i don't think he was being i think he was being disingenuous like he had other motives it wasn't just about oh i want to be at my daughter's party it was more about knowing who kim's with and what's happening and i mean it's sad that i even know this information because everybody is mad everybody's mad but here i am 
you know, reading all of this stuff and having an opinion on it. Even the fact that I read that he moved across the street, but when you use the term street, when it comes to America, it could be a Grand Canyon, to be honest, living across like their time, the way that they measure distance and time is so different to us over here. But like, oh, he moved across the street from Kim so he can be close to the family. Now, I do know people who have done the whole conscious uncoupling thing and they have agreed as partners who are deciding to divorce that they will never live more than, you know, a certain amount of time away from like um, a distance from each other. So maybe 20 minutes or whatever, like, but they've always chosen something specific and they've had it written down within the agreement that this is what we're doing going forward. But that was you know, that was something that was decided by all. This is very much Kanye being controlling and weirdly abusive, like, oh, I'm going to live here so I can do this and surveil you and know what you're up to. Meanwhile, I'm reading what Julia Fox, the new girl that he's seeing, what she wrote about the, um, about when they met, like you literally met, met on, was it New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve and you're already doing all of this stuff. It's, mm it's very very weird oh um where is it this is what julia fox said i met yay in miami on new year's eve and it was an instant connection his energy is so fun to be around he had me and my friends laughing okay dancing and smiling all night we decided to keep the energy going and fly back to new york city to see slave play what slave play okay yay's flight landed at six and the play was at seven and he was there on time i was impressed wow your bar is in hell um after the play we chose to dinner at carbone which is one of my favorite restaurants obviously at the restaurant yay directed an entire photo shoot for me while people dined so people were eating and you lot were taking photos doing up photo shoot while people are paying their good money to eat if God strikes you down, I would not be surprised. The whole restaurant loved it and cheered us on while it was happening. Nah, you lot are actually disgusting. You're actually disgusting. You're actually vile. Um, after dinner, Ye had a surprise for me. I mean, I'm still in shock. Ye had an entire hotel suite full of clothes. It was every girl's dream come true. It felt like a real Cinderella moment. I don't know how he did it or how he got all of it there in time, but I was so surprised. Like, who does things like this on a second date? Somebody who's love bombing you, you fucking idiot. Anyway, or any date. Everything with us has been so organic. That's literally the opposite of organic. Literally the opposite of organic, but okay. I don't know where things are headed, but if this is any indication of the future, I'm loving the ride. And that is all it is, baby. It's just a ride. You're just being ridden and eventually he will get off. And again, we come back to the fact that like people can be with who they want to be with, but I don't like this idea when Kanye is doing something mad, people are like, oh, he needs a black woman to save him. No, no, black women are not work mules. They're not emotional workhouses. They're not rehabilitation centers for people who have fucked up their life. They're not. And naturally, look at who he he gravitated to next, another white woman. Like, let him do what he wants to do and stop asking black women to go and save Kanye. He's fine where he is. Like, some people fall into the sunken place. I think that he dived into the fallen place. Like, he, oh, sunken place. He wanted to be there. And he has no desire to come anywhere back out. 
you can be in healthy relationships with people of other races. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the fact that this this particular dynamic very very destructive, very giving very much giving like um internalized like anti-blackness. It's there's just a lot going on a lot going on and people are trying to make excuses for him they're like oh my god we're back to 2008 yay look at the way he's rapping he's given that fire no no he's not he's not he's spiraling he's not and again the spiritual entities that abide with the um kardashian clan that they can just suck all of the life out of these men and until they're just wrecks and then they are using them as backdrops and backstories for for their own entertainment and their own profit i'll never be okay with that of course these men are autonomous and be, uh, beings but they also do tend to choose the men who are truly lacking in self-esteem and um it just ends up being a catastrophe and the only people that you can pray for i guess are the children i really hope that north saint uh uh is it psalms and chicago and stormy and oh god i never know chloe's daughter's name fucking hell and then you, you just just and then courtney's own just pray for them Sha, because they didn't ask for any of this you know they really didn't and everybody around them is just mad um so yeah that's um that's that piece is that all of it for so you mad yeah i think that's all of it for so you mad okay so i'll big up the second of this week's show sponsors who are linked in these days it can be hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business and that's why linkedin jobs make it very very easy to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free you know i'm always doing these interviews i tell you all the time now i'm looking for or i have found a teacher to teach like handstands and contortion and stuff at the studio because i'm just fully there you know fully in the expansion and the expansive energy of creativity and like yeah just putting things in place that i think that will benefit a lot of the students but yeah you can do the same or different create a free job post in minutes on linkedin jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network with over 30 million people in the uk you can focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified then use the simple tools on linkedin jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire it's why small businesses um rate linkedin jobs number one in delivering quality hire versus leading competitors so linkedin jobs helps you to find the candidates you want to talk to faster and you can post a job for free just visit linkedin.com slash straws again that's linkedin.com slash straws to post your job for free and obviously terms and conditions apply yeah so anyway go and check it out and let's get to uh, start your motors so start your motors is really brief this week i just wanted to give you an update on all of the things then that's taking place there's like a lot of like movement happening so aston martin well they finished seventh um last season so nobody's really you know they're feeling great about that yeah they're not really feeling great about that so they've hired a new guy um as the team principal because the last guy left even after he said that he wasn't going to leave and that was otmar schaffnauer otmar schaffnauer he said he wasn't going to leave even though there were like these rumors swelling around 
he was like, no, 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 I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. But um, there's a speculation that he might be going to, I think it's Alpine. I could be wrong. Was it Williams? And I think it's Alpine. Um, but we, I don't, at the time of recording, I haven't heard anything else. But anyway, um, he wanted to leave pretty much because, you know, he. I just... I, ju- I could just tell that he felt like he was being undermined. Not that he told me personally because none of them men actually know me, but that's the vibe that I got. Anyway, the new person that will be starting at Aston Martin as the pr- team principal for the 2022 season is uh, called Mike Crack. <laughs> what a name. My neck. My crack. Oh God. Ooh. Ooh, what a name. The meme. The memification of Mike Crack. M Crack. God. Wow. Ooh. So yeah, he's replacing Otmar Sch- um Otmar Schaffnauer. It says here we're about to embark on a uh, year two of a five-year plan, the objective of which is to win Formula One World Championships. Really? Aston Martin wanna win? A world championship. You know what? Stranger things have happened. You know, there was one year that is it Brown, Brown, Brown. They won with um, Jensen Button, and that was that for them, man. Done. So you know you can just who knows. And Aston Martin, it's not a bad setup, and they've got money through um, Lawrence Stroll. Um, they've got money, but I feel like it's just a challenging one. I've got views about that. But anyway, it says here, Aston Martin have appointed Mike Crack as their new team boss and are confident the ex-BMW chief will help deliver on their lofty long-term goals of Formula One World Championships. Crack, who was formerly leading BMW's global motorsport operation, replaces Otmar Schaffnauer with the marquee British team um, who finished a disappointing seventh in their first season back in F1. He will be tasked with improving on that amid the significant rule changes this year, managing drivers Lance Stroll, who's Lawrence Stroll's son, um, and multi-world champion Sebastian Vettel, who he worked with during his previous stint at um, F, um, in F1 at Sauber. Um, Aston Martin is one of the greatest automotive brands in the world and to have been asked to play a leading role in delivering the on-track Formula One success that uh, that such an illustrious name so richly deserves is a challenge that I plan to embrace with energy and enthusiasm, said Crack. Wow, the Crack, no, I'm not going to do it. Um, Team owner Lawrence Stroll and CEO Martin Whitmarsh, the former McLaren boss who was signed by Aston Martin last season, um, both welcomed Crack. (laughs) as team principal and stress their long-term plans for title success. Now, what's interesting is that Lawrence Stroll did in fact bring in um, Martin Whitmarsh last season. And that is when the grumbles really, really started, I think on Otmar Schaffnauer's part, because it felt like he was being micromanaged. Like, why are you bringing in someone to be overlooking me um, or like, let me do my thing. And then they pretty much allude to it here where they say that, oh they want something that just feels fresh it says we're hiring brilliant new people every week our new factory build is coming along very well we have a fantastic roster of superb sponsor partners we are about to embark on um year two of our five-year plan the objective of which is to win formula one world championships all the ingredients we require are coming together mike will play a central and leading role reporting to martin whitmarsh which which otmar did not want to do and leading our technical they didn't write that um otmar didn't want to do it i'm telling you that otmar did not want to do it 
Anyway, saying reporting to Martin Whitmarsh and leading our technical and operational functions, our collective aim and um, being to fulfill those lofty ambitions, we um, we are on our way. Um, Whitmarsh added, Mike is exactly the right kind of dynamic and modern team principal who working with um, our other senior leaders under Lawrence, um, Lawrence's strolls and my um, overall direction, as well as with our ever growing staff of skilled and committed employees will deliver the Formula One World Championship success that we at Aston Martin are so determined to achieve. And I just want to take your attention back to the fact that he said Mike is exactly the right kind of dynamic and modern team principal. So they're basically calling Otmar Schaffnauer old, dry, has been washed up. I'm not using that. That's just the vibe that I'm getting. But again, he'll take his um, knowledge, expertise. I'm very sure that there will be an announcement at some point that he's taken it to another team who will benefit from it. But it'll have to be a team that is a bit higgy, a bit haggard, that could really do with it. Um, because there's another guy, Marchin, who is at Alpine, I think. And he seems to generally, from what I've seen, they feel like he makes good calls. Um, so he might get promoted into that role. Um as team principal but who knows who knows what's all happening there but just lots of murmurs lots of things going on but yeah i thought it was very interesting and aston martin will be the first team i think to reveal on february 10th to reveal their new car because there's new regulations that the fia have imposed is what i like to call it not even introduced they've imposed which they claim will bring a walk um resulting closer driving closer harder driving so basically trying to tie mercedes hands behind their back in terms of the regulations so to give another team a chance at winning the constructors championship i believe and they say like oh, i'll make the drivers race harder together i'll make it closer anything anything to just stop the dominance that i think that they feel like they've had from hamilton for so many years and especially now that um what is it verstappen was given that championship um, at, you know, in the final race of Abu Dhabi, everyone's going to have, um, everyone's going to have Vim now. Everyone's going to think that it's also possible for them for the, and that's what's sad about it. Like they are eroding the, the own, their own thing that they've built. So it says here, F1 2022 car and livery launches, team reveal dates and times. The first one's going to be Aston Martin. They're really the only one. Yeah, they're the only ones who have announced when they will be doing theirs. They're really they're revealing the AMR 22 on February 12th. I'm sorry, February 10th in Ast at Ast um, Aston Martin in La Gonda. It really took me a while to get all of those words out. But I'm really interested in seeing Mercedes, their W13, because last season's car was the W12. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what the W13 is bringing, but everyone's going to be strategic with, with their, um, with their reveals, basically seeing what everybody else is doing, um, and preparing for the season to start back up in March. I feel like I give you this information to let you know that this is when all the tactics start, like when people are revealing what they, the car that they've built for this season, how it's announced, all of that is leading to the mind games that they're all playing with each other, um, before the season even starts um so it's exciting and i'm looking forward to seeing what we kind of what we get from that anyway let's get to straw of the week aka suck your mum officially um america is who i want to give the straw of the week to for two reasons really many many reasons but two main reasons for this week i could easily give it to britain but i feel like i give it to britain constantly and i don't really like to kick anybody while they're down and britannia as i've told you is on the floor 
Britannia, girl, get up. Britannia is out for now. And I just don't want to kick her while she's down. Um, but I will, should I need to. First one, Maya Angelou is now the first black woman to be put on a quarter. Um, but the issue is that she's on the quarter and the other side of that quarter is George Washington, who was a slave owner. Um, so it says here, iconic poet Maya Angelou um, has become the first black woman to ever appear on the US quarter. But the decision to feature her on the flip side of a coin that bears the imagery of a slave owner, George Washington, has caused controversy. The special coin featuring the late author and activist went into circulation on Monday and features an image of Miss Angelou with her arms stretched out. The coin is part of the American Women Quarters program, which will celebrate 20 trailblazing women. Um, each 2022 quarter is designed to reflect the breadth and depth of accomplishments um, accomplishments being celebrated throughout this historic coin program. Maya Angelou um, featured on the reverse of this first coin in the series used words to inspire and uplift. Um, yeah, it's just mad because George Washington was very much a slave owner on the same coin as a black woman who was a descendant of slaves or enslaved people, right? It's in 1743, Washington, George Washington inherited slaves from his father when he was 11. He also went on to purchase more enslaved people during his adult life. And according to reports, he purchased four men, two women and a child in 1755. Um, so this wasn't like, oh, you know, he inherited a couple and he was like, oh my God, this is so cringe. This is so awkward. He went on to buy more people. He literally went on to buy more people. Um, then there were, someone said here that I want to point out that not too long ago, we were expecting to have Harriet Tubman gracing the $20 bill. Remember that? It's just interesting having women, black women on these um, currencies while some people might be like, yes, 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 let's do it. It's also important to remember that at one point you were the thing being sold and we still have not reached an economic equilibrium. So to me, it just feels like it's an empty gesture. Black people are still being killed. Breonna's Taylor, uh, Breonna Taylor's killers are still not brought to justice, but okay, you're on a quarter. And this is the problematic nature of consistently doing the first black, the first brown, the first this, the first that, because it means that you're not dealing with the fact that, but why are you the first? What happened to cause this thing um, to be the way that it is? We have not discussed that. And, and there are just so many things to unpack there. But then my final straw, um, so yeah, my straw goes out to the men and the people who haven't really thought these things through. Maybe other people are happy that Maya Angelou's on the coin, but to me, it feels problematic because especially when you consider that the economy of America and the, um, the, the, the Western world as we know it would not be what it is with literally without the wombs of black women being exploited and raped in all sorts, right? um so a straw to everybody involved because and the whole system because the whole system is fucked and then my final straw goes out to um the claw well um the the way that this has been dealt with but again i'm saying that this is a system it's not any individual really but um the mayor is it um carlos laura i think his name's carlos laura yeah carlos laura um, there's been a fire in, in Passaic, New Jersey, 
there's been no major injuries allegedly or um, major evacuations so this chlorine factory um it went up in flames and um it was right next to building blocks right next to where people live but the interesting thing is that the people that live there are all like black and brown people usually that's lev losing his mind usually a black and brown people of working class authorities said that there were multiple structures on fire at the qualco chlorine building a pool chlorine manufacturing company the facility has a combined 100,000 square feet of production space um laura confirmed to cnn um that um on saturday morning that the fire had been contained Laura also said that firefighters were able to stop the fire from reaching the main part of a chemical plant where most of the chlorine is stored. As a result of the tireless efforts of our firefighters, they were able to contain the fire away from the highest concentration of chlorine. Not concentration of chlorine, the highest concentration of chlorine. So the fire still touched other types of chlorine. Lower concentrations, I imagine. Laura said um, um, that the response the first responders have been heroic and remarkable, especially given the frigid temperatures. Um, they had to fight the fire in extreme um, conditions with temperatures um, dipping to very, very freezing, mad conditions. Um, water was literally freezing in seconds right before their eyes. So it was a major ordeal for them to try and contain the fire. Um, but, you know, glad that generally people didn't, hurt themselves too much or weren't hurt too much by this um they said minor injuries due to slips and falls but there was um there was no major injury or death however my issue what i became preoccupied with was the fact that this chlorine um factory fire is happening right next to these blocks of flats right in new jersey that is what you know i've talked about it before about geographical racism that's exactly what it is. Would you have gone and built a chlorine factory next to Carrie Bradshaw and Miranda and all of them like and Samantha? You wouldn't do that. But you're building these places, these very, very dangerous places with the fumes that they'll be sending out. You're building it right next to these working class black and brown people because and usually they'll be the ones working for you um, anyway. And then 20 years from now, 15 years from now, there'll now be a class action suit about the fact that the their lungs, their kidneys, all of that from inhaling the fuckery that was coming from your factory has fucked them up from the inside. And we don't consider that, we don't consider that enough, that geographical racism is a thing because certain dangerous um, companies or factories are only put in places where it's just like, yeah, you lot will sort it out, you'll figure it out. And then people's cells are mutating, they're getting mad types of cancers. And it's just like, well, you know, you, you don't have access to great food, you don't have access to great healthcare, but every day you're inhaling these fumes. And all the mayor had to say for Carlos Laura, all he had to say to the people who lived right next to this fucking plant, like literally they, their blaze is right next to their block, is like, please keep your doors and windows closed. Oh, great. That's it. Just keep your doors and windows closed. So that's who I wanted to give the store to specifically, the actual mayor for the fact that that is all you can say. Just keep your doors and windows closed while the chlorine that's there, lower concentrate or whatever, is mixing with this fire. And then people are going to have to breathe these fumes in because they're not getting evacuated. They're just still there. Yes, the firefighters have done this and done, and done that, but 
they are the ones who have to build uh, breathe this fuckery in and it just makes me sad that the the issue is so systemic that we fail to see sometimes that just literally from where people are placed the um where they live their their chances of living become greatly reduced and that's fucked to me and i don't like that that is the state of the world so a straw to the um, mayor carlos laura a straw to the people that wanted to build that factory there in the first place fuck everybody and like love and um, protection goes out to the people who um through circumstances beyond their control have to live in this block and be subjected to such so that's that i guess for this week um i feel like i covered loads and loads and loads um yeah it's been great it's been great i've enjoyed filling you in on all of the things i always look forward to your feedback your real time tweeting as you're listening to the episodes or your insta posts as you're listening to the episodes i appreciate appreciate you all greatly like i said keep rating the podcast on apple and spotify and um oh in terms of the um in terms of the live show an announcement's coming so i'll put the link for you to be able to buy your ticket out with the announcement so you hold on to that link and at 10 a.m on monday 31st of january the tickets will go live so i will put the announcement and the link out next week so you'll know where it's taking place and all of that stuff and i'll put the link out and you hold the link until the 31st of january at 10 a.m and you'll be able to buy your ticket from there and my patrons you already know the deal with your discount so yeah i'll i'll be giving you all of those details next week but remember you can follow me on at collection of at say your mind pod you can support the podcast on um uh, patreon.com forward slash collection your car and um yeah i think that that's it yeah that's it anyway catch you on the flip side Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Keep it sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sippy, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long trots. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.